Clocks on the stove. Clocks on the stove. Clocks on the stove. Hey man, I don't know what he said. Clock on the stove, but they better take their ass home. Welcome back, clocks on the stove. Uh, first and foremost, congratulations to the United States men's national team in soccer. Just beat Iran one to zero. Moving on to the quarterfinals. Um, you know, yes, we'll drink to that. Next up, I am uh, coming down with a pretty bad sickness, so I'm going to try to limit my sniffles and sneezes. Um, but, yeah, week week 12 NFL recap, a lot of crazy things are happening. Uh, two things I want to say before we dive into this. First and foremost is everyone in my uh, two fantasy leagues, you guys can suck me. I am 12-0 and 0 in my 32-man league by a landslide. I was supposed to lose by, like, 15 or 16, and then Josh Jacobs was like, Grayson, let me just get you 50. Just, just to make sure you're all right. So shout Same. out Josh, Josh fucking Jacobs. Jacob. All right. Oh. And, and after the game, he was like, I don't give a fuck about y'all's fantasy points. I'm doing this to the win. Like, I'm not happy with this. I was like, yeah, don't be happy. Give me 60 next week, motherfucker. If you, if this would have made for you to ball, keep balling. Yeah, keep losing. I don't give a fuck. And then in my other league, um, uh, in my other league, I am nine and two. No, I'm eight and no, I'm nine and three. First and first place on my side of the division. Things are looking good for your boy in fantasy. Um, I care way more about the 32 man league just because I bring home a K and I, your boy's poor. Um, but yeah, my fantasy is going pretty well. The other thing I wanted to do, Zach, is our question of the day. Been thinking about this one a lot. I got a TikTok on it earlier. And it stated Would you rather get $5 million right now or go back to the, your 16th birthday, like the second you turn 16? But having all the knowledge that you know up to this point, I would make so much more money with all the sports betting knowledge I know. It'd literally be the Back to the Future episode where, like, he brings the book back in time and he's just like, "I just know games." And people would call me an idiot, and they'd be like, "Oh, dude, like, what do you mean the Bills aren't going to fucking cover against the Detroit Lions?" I'm going to be like, "Just watch, bro." Like, dude, see. that, and then like think about it, like, like so obviously I'm going back in time. Um, and a lot of people in the comments of all these videos I saw uh, were, like, against that and said, just give me five million now. But, like, you take me back till I'm 16. First of all, I'm winning two state titles in wrestling with what I know now. Okay, <laughs> that's a given. That's GG's. Y'all are fucked. All right? My, I'm going to be a – I'm going to get straight A's knowing what I know now. I'm going to go to a fucking Ivy League school. All right? I'm going to invest my absolute dick into Bitcoin. All right? I'm going to just – like, there's so much stupid things you could do and then just ball. Like, fuck it, we ball. Yeah, I think the most I think the most important thing is is all the biddies that I fumbled back then will no longer be fumbled. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, facts, <laughs> no facts. Yeah, it would be a little weird though because even though I'm 16 again, like I still have the mind of a 23 year old, and they are still 16. Okay, before we get into any legalities, we're just gonna leave it where it was. I I, I think we I think we get the point. <laughs> but yeah, definitely going back in time. Yeah, I'm going back five in time. Um, dude, five. Sure, you'll make that. I could honestly make a mill in high school, knowing what I know now. Just like what, yeah. where to put money and shit. Like, yeah. Oh, there's sure. so many teachers I would have told to fuck off too if I could go back. Yeah, I would have been Elon Musk's like high school best friend. I yeah. don't know. Like, oh god. Crazy. But anyway, imagine yeah, if we started this when we were 16 too. Like, imagine we'd be yeah. seven years into this shit. Yeah, who would have thought? And I probably would have been a lot better off than I am now picking these games. Yeah, um, facts. Yeah, starting us off, uh, first of all, for those that celebrated Thanksgiving, um, happy Thanksgiving to y'all. Hopefully it was good. Get get to spend some family times and watch some 
high quality football because all of these games were pretty much one score games outside of one. We'll dive into that. But let's start us off. Our Thanksgiving Day game uh, was the, we'll call them Buffalo Bills, heading to Detroit. Um, fun fact, this is the first time a team has won back-to-back games in Detroit since 2016, I believe. And oh, it wasn't even – Buffalo played there yeah, last and week, yeah. It wasn't even the Lions that were able to get back-to-back wins in their own home stadium. But that is such a Lions stat that it doesn't even surprise me. But what does surprise me is how close this game was. Um, you know, Detroit played this game very close. Um, I think – see, here's the problem. First, I'll just break down the score. Buffalo ended up winning 28-25, I believe, with what was it, like a last-second field goal. Um, but, yeah, just complete joke um, down the stretch there. Yeah, Josh Allen completing a pass to Stephon Diggs. Um, extremely late in the game. There was, like, no time left on the clock. They shouldn't have even have had a chance. Um, but, yeah. I mean, Dan Campbell did what he had to do, coached his guys up, got him to cover the spread. Good for them. Obviously, you want to win at your home turf on Thanksgiving, but, look, you were clearly the inferior team. People thought you were going to get blown out. It's good that they were competitive anyway. Look, with how much hype they had going into the season for what they were the year prior, you know, people had a lot of praise for Dan Campbell and how he was able to coach this team up, and people were really believing in him to be this guy. Look, I still believe he is that guy, but you're not going to be there right away. You're, you're not yeah, going to turn yeah. around. No, it's an investment. You're an investment. Yeah, yeah. And look, for as well as Jared Goff has done with this team, with this whole situation, you know, I still don't think he's the guy to really lead you. Unfortunately, I do think it's going to be one of those situations where he's going to be put in that Baker role where it's like, all right, you're going to like lead us to not being shit. And then the moment we're even a fraction of good, you're gone. Yeah. Like, you're going to yeah, do exactly what we asked you to do for us. And then when you can't do more, we're going to tell you to fuck off. Yeah, you're you're literally gonna be uh, the racing horse that wins yeah. the round. And the moment I see your ankle even wobble a little bit, I'm putting a 22 through your shoulder. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, my takeaway from this game, Jared Goff. I mean, like since we're talking, he's not t- playing terrible. 23 for 37, 240 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. I mean, he's not playing horrible. Um, I did play against uh, Amon St. Brown in this game, who absolutely fisted me in fantasy. He went nine nine for one twenty two and a tutty. He got seven rushing yards as well. Um, but dude, let's get on. Let's talk about the Bills first of all. First of all, on the Lions sack, like you said, it's not a it's not a sprint. But the the progression they made in one year is already noticeable. Zach, they are one. There, you flip a loss. You flip one game, one loss, make them win. They have the exact same record as, as the Bucks, and I think right now they have the exact same record as Green Bay. Yeah. So they're not terrible. They're in every game, and they play for Campbell, bro. And that's what's so important is wanting to win for the guy leading you. And I was talking to my dad about it on Thanksgiving right after the game, and I was like, who else could be doing this job like the way he is right now? He's killing it. He's killing it. Yeah, you got to get a couple more pieces. Yeah, you're the worst program ever. It's going to take a little bit of time, but he is he's killing it. On the Bills side, dude, what the hell is going on with them? Josh Allen this past three weeks just has not been that guy, dude. I mean, I don't know. I mean, he didn't play horrible, but he threw a pick. He went almost five, almost – he went 24-42, 253, two toddies. He got sacked, and he got three times for 16 yards, and he threw a pick. I'm not saying he, he – I don't think Josh Allen is horrible, and he's getting like – especially on Twitter, dude, he's getting destroyed on my Twitter feed. I just don't think he's on the level as Patrick Mahomes. I think he's still a good NFL quarterback. 
I just think he's not on the Mahomes level. You know, there's always this argument about like Mahomes, Pat or Patrick Mahomes and uh and Josh Allen, like who's better? They're the next generation quarterback. It's Patty. Like he's just he's better. Um speaking of Allen, you know, his interception in the third quarter, that was a sixth turnover for Buffalo in the red zone. Um, and that's more than he had in the past three seasons combined. So he's obviously his turnover issue has become a prevalent problem. Um, it's definitely something that needs to be addressed. Another thing for the Bills that doesn't really help them is, you know, Von Miller went down with that right knee injury. You don't really know what you're going to do with them. And Deion Dawkins, their left tackle, another knee injury. Um, these are guys that really help your team in the long run of things. You know, we saw what impact Von Miller had for the Rams last year during their deep playoff push. It's not someone that you can afford to lose, especially this late in the season. Um, but I don't know. I feel like what's missing with Josh Allen is his comfortability. Like, it always seemed like when he played, he played so loose and relaxed, and he was having fun out there. It just seems like he's so stressed out playing football that, like, he's not able to just, like, go with the flow. Like, it's it not his like weapons because this is the best receiving core he's had ever. Yeah, I know. You, you know? look at Gabe Davis. You look at Isaiah McKenzie. You want to look at Stephon Diggs. Like, he's got – Even Devin Singletary is a freaking receiving weapon. Yeah, Devin Singletary, Dolph, Dawson Knox, even uh, Cook's little brother, uh, yeah. James Cook. Yeah, you, you have the weapons. Um, McDermott's a good coach. You know, he can make things count for you. They're just not doing too well. Do you um, think, actually, Zach, do you think possibility-wise, when Josh Allen gets there, they suck. They have no intentions of being good. Then he's this, you know, he's this fucking uh, needle in the haystack that comes out of nowhere, makes them good. And now instead of their expectations being like, let's make the playoffs for once, like let's be good again, it's we need to win a Super Bowl. Do you think that could also change the way that Josh Allen's been playing and it's making him force things more rather than be more natural and and um yeah, I can't what's the word I'm looking for? More authentic with it. Yeah. Um I don't know because I feel like if you want to step because like here's the here's another issue. It wasn't just taking that step and becoming like just a turn this team around to now becoming a Super Bowl contending quarterback. Dude, people are acknowledging that he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league. You know, he took that step from being like a promising up-and-coming quarterback that could end up taking over to now is the time where you need to prove that you're in the upper echelon of elite quarterbacks, you know. And if you want to be held in that high regard, you're going to have higher standards put on you. Um, now, look, I know it's a bit unfortunate that these expectations have come during a season where he's kind of had a slump year. Um, and, you know, that's okay. What the issue is, is how consistent are these problems going to be? You know, is this going to be a one-season thing where it's like, oh, we just had that one off year? Or, you know, is it going to lead to next season where it's like, all right, dude, you're still turning the ball over. You're kind of killing drives. You're kind of losing us games here and there. Like, we know how great you are, but if you can't win us games, especially when playoffs are involved, how can we trust you? Because especially where they're at, where they're at now, if the Bills say they're as good as they are, the quarterback position cannot be a liability. You need to be able to rely on that, especially in this. Most confident, that means you need to be the most confident part of your team. Yes, 100%. And uh, what if now, hypothetically, hypothetically, what if Josh Allen goes complete reverse Kirk Cousins, and then when playoffs come, he's just a god? Then it's fine. Then you yeah, and then take, no one's the shit, right? Yeah, as long as you make it to the playoffs, no one's going to care. Like, the problem, that's another thing where, like, people – one of their guys like dude you could be a regular season mvp all that shit but if you lose first round of the playoffs every year no one really cares yeah. all that's gonna do is we're just gonna hold that over your head 
every it's year. Better it's better to be an average quarterback that makes it to the dance and wins, and then to never make it. Yeah, like they always like they always bring up in the LeBron Jordan debates. Would you rather go over to a hot girl's house and smash <laughs> six out of six times, or would you only go over there like ten times but smash like four? It's like you'd rather smash every time. Yeah, yeah, but it's also like the six out of six girl was only like a seven out of ten, and the four the four out of nine girl was like a nine out of ten. You know. Yeah, but what? But like, what if it's just like the best ever? Like, <laughs> you never know. Anyways, you never know. Moving on to our next uh, Thanksgiving game, we had the New York Giants playing America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys taking it twenty-eight to twenty. Um, did not watch much of this game, but it's let's be honest. I, I for me not watching it, I'm assuming that the Giants' injuries are just killing them right now. Um, I don't know. I mean, they only had three players out. You know, Jonathan Hankins. I uh, thought Terrell I saw a Batman. whole list of guys that wasn't playing. I mean, I guess maybe they have more coming back this week. But from what I've seen, um, defensive tackle Jonathan Hankins, uh, defensive end Terrell Basham, and cornerback Kelvin Joseph. Um, you know, their sideline with their injuries. Belton, too. Dane didn't play. Oh, for the Giants, you mean? Oh, yeah. I was talking about Giants injuries. Oh, my bad. The only thing I saw um, – you know, Dane didn't play, but during the game, Giants cornerback uh, Cordell flopped left in the third quarter. Um, but that was for a concussion protocol. I'm not sure if he has a concussion. Just, I thought going into this game, the Giants had like 10 guys not playing. Like they had a lot of injuries. They might have. Um, regardless, uh, I don't know. I feel like the Cowboys – the Cowboys just did what they had to do uh, coming out of halftime. You know, the Giants did what they needed to do to take the lead. You know, Dabble had him really well coached, had the proper game plan to take the lead early, uh, went up 13-7 heading into the half. And then C.D. Lamb kind of did what C.D. Lamb does, and that's just – Yeah, but dominant. Dak didn't really have a great game. Yeah, um, nothing to really brag about from his perspective. I don't really know, dude. Dak's one of those guys where – I feel like he's going to have one of those Troy Aikman careers where the team around him is just so good that, like, you think he's great, but he's really just, like, he's just, like, all right. You know what I mean? I used to be such a Dak dick rider in college when he was in college. I thought I well, thought he was amazing at Mississippi State. But it does, I think it, he was. I don't think he's bad. Like, I think he deserves to be an NFL quarterback. I just don't know why they threw him that mega contract. Because, I mean, bro, yeah, you give I, any – you give any top 15 quarterback the O-line that he played with in his career there, they're going to do the exact same thing but better. Like Here, Here's another thing I have. Jerry Jones is also one of those guys that if you were to put me under center and we and we won 10 games, went like 10-0 and 0 in that run while I was a QB, by only me handing off the ball, he'd be like, yeah, that, that guy's worth like $45 million. Yeah, yeah, like what? I, like, dude, what do you what do you see? Like, I'm not making dots. Like, I'm not throwing dots all over the field. I'm not doing any crazy shit on the run. Like, I'm not a legitimate top 15. But like we said, I think this leads into another issue where the the view that wins are a QB stat kind of inflates how much these quarterback get, gets paid. Because at the end of the day, as long as you win and you're a QB, that's all that matters. Because look, people still are making the argument that oh, well, you know, Cooper Rush was still winning games consistently. You can't sit here and say Cooper Rush was a better quarterback, though. Dude, Cooper Rush was fucking my fantasy team. Yeah, he just he just did what he had to do, but he's not a better quarterback. Not you know what changes? You know what changes? Mike McCarthy actually trusts Dak, so he's gonna call yeah. more plays that allows Dak to succeed in um, success and fail. And guess what? He fails sometimes. That's part of being a fucking quarterback. Yeah, yeah. 
But I don't think Dak. Like I said, I don't think Dak sucks. I just don't think Dak deserves uh, that mega contract, and I don't think yeah. he's amazing. Yeah, I think another thing for the Cowboys that they did extremely well in this game, and it's kind of the reason they won, is Saquon was only held at 39 rushing yards. Um, he did have a tutty, but like I said, if you want to stop the Giants, you have to force Danny Dimes to kind of do his thing. Because um, I'm going to be honest, look, I don't think Danny Dimes is terrible. I'm not going to say he's good, but I don't think he's terrible. Like, he's all right for where he's at. He can make, but, some, he can make some things happen sometimes. Yeah, but – but if it was like a two minute draw in the fourth quarter, I fuck. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, you're yeah. fucked. <laughs> Sorry. Um, unless he breaks off like an 80 yard run, which he most likely will trip uh, within the 20. But other than that, you know, solid gameplay by the Cowboys. CD Lamb did his thing. Dak, not his best, but whatever. Um, you know, Ezekiel got a rushing touchdown, but I think Pollard's kind of taken over there. Yeah, I'm um, very anti Zeke. Not going to lie. Yeah, but that's all I really have for that game. Also, shout out Dalton Schultz. I did tell Kyle Benedict, if you are listening to this, that. Dalton Schultz would probably have multiple touchdowns because it just felt like one of those days Dak hadn't looked his way in a while. It just seemed like his safety blanket and he was going to turn there eventually. So you're welcome. I also said Michael Parsons was going to have multiple sacks. So you're welcome for that as well. Michael Um, Parsons is a dog. He is a dog. Um, Shout out Penn State. Moving on from that, we had one more Thursday. This is our Thursday night game. Man, this was between the New England Patriots taking on the Minnesota Vikings, and it was in Minnesota. Bro, the Pats looked good for the majority of this game. They did. And, look, people want to bitch about, oh, you know, the Pats got screwed over because of a missed call. And, you know, we would have been in that game or won that game because of a missed call. Dude, as a Pats fan, if you ever leave it in the hands of the refs, you deserve to lose anyway. You, I'm sorry. That's just how it is. I know you want to bring up. Ram Saints with that ghost PI call at the end of the game not being scored. Look, don't put yourself in that position anyway. It definitely was happened, a catch, though. Yes, 100%. Yeah, it was definitely a catch. But but it reminds me back when Pittsburgh scored that touchdown against the Patriots. I don't remember if it was in the playoffs or late in the season that would have, like, pushed the Steelers into, like, higher seating in the playoffs. And I want to say – I don't think it was Pat Fryermuth, but he caught a touchdown, caught the pass, took two steps, extended it for the goal line, passed the goal line, and then hit the ground. And they were like, oh, "Oh, I remember that. Yeah. And that's what caught – that's what caused the rule change to say once you break the plane, you no longer have to complete the process of catch. It's a touchdown. And then we turn around this, and they're like, ah, 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 I don't know, man. I don't don't know. But, um, yeah, that kind of pissed me off. I think it's a Patriots fault anyway. You let Justin Jefferson have a Randy Moss-esque game with whatever stat line he put up. That was absurd. Also cost me my Nine catches, 139 yards, and a tutty. Yeah, just fuck me, right? Um, look, Patriots run defense has been good all year. They shut down Dalvin. 22 yeah, Dalvin carries, didn't do like, shit. Like 42 yards. It, it's what it was. Um, look, Mac Jones. So can, we, can we acknowledge something real quick? Kirk Cousins looked good in a game that wasn't at 1 p.m. Yeah, but you know, I feel like the entire day of Thursday is just essentially just an extended 1 p.m. That, like, I uh, know, dude. Primetime Thanksgiving, Kirk Cousins, 30 for 37, 300 yards, three touchdowns with one pick. Yeah, I'm just going to say this. Thursday, the day of the week, is like the 1 p.m. of your work day. That, yeah, that is what it feels like. Yeah. Like, like, like you're right there to getting off. You're like, fuck. Yeah. You're like, fuck me, bro. There's still two more games today. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Kirk Cousins was hypnotized into thinking it was a 1 p.m. game. That is the only explanation for this. I will say, though, next week we have 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins versus the White Death, Mike White. Not saying it might be game of the year. But, but it I might be the game of the year. But it might be the game of the year. We might see Mike White throw for like 800 yards in a game. Or Zach Wilson may earn his job back. We'll see. Regardless, yeah, nothing much, too much to say about the game. Moving on. Um, our next game, this game literally made me want to gouge my eyes out. Yeah, as, holy shit. Yeah. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers lost in overtime to the Cleveland Browns. If Todd Bowles and Brian Leftwich still have their jobs, I'm going to lose my mind. Yeah, I'm so gonna- I kind of wanted to go in on this real quick. First of all, I do have Nick Chubb, my fantasy team, so bless. But I also have Mike Evans, who got locked the fuck down all game for some reason. So that, like, counteracted my Nick Chubb. Two things. One, I want Brady gone. I want him. I don't care for him anymore. I think he's old. And I want the Lamar era in Tampa Bay to come. Lamar, you want weapons? You want a chance to win a ring? Come to the Bay, bro. Come to Tampa Bay. We got it all for you. We got luxury here, man. You put Lamar Jackson in this offense with real receivers and real, like, everything. Holy shit. How diverse of an offense is that? Okay? Crazy. But the thing I want to go into more is coaching. When we hired Bruce Arians, I was very against it. I was like, I don't like Bruce Arians. I think he's too old school. I don't think he adapts the way we play. I I just thought he was – I don't know. I wasn't that intrigued. You know, he – he had to impress me. Now, granted, he didn't give a fuck about my opinion, but he, in my eyes, he had to impress me. And he did. And then we get rid of him this year. And we, or we promoted him to the front office. So I do some digging. And basically, word on the block, at least word in the Tampa Bay area is, Tom Brady retired. Because when he retired, Tom Brady was never supposed to come to Tampa. Tom Brady was supposed to go to Miami. Shit happened. He came to Tampa. Tom Brady retired. He thought by retiring, we would terminate his contract. Oh, he's never going to play again. Then he would hop over to Miami, say, fuck you to us, and then get a percentage of the team, all that yada, 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 rich people shit. He retired, and Bruce Arians was like, I'm going to just hold on to your contract for a little bit. And Tom was pissed because Bruce saw it coming. Bruce knew, like, this man's not retiring. He's going to go to fucking Miami. So he wouldn't terminate his contract. He's like, oh, I'm going to just hold on to it. And obviously, when you're Tom Brady, the franchise is whatever the fuck you want. So he was like, I want Bruce out of here. I, I don't get to do what I want to do. Because Bruce would put his foot up his ass when he was playing like shit. Like, Bruce lit a fire under these guys that, that left witch doesn't. Like, or Bulls. They don't. They just fucking don't. And Arians did. And now they're like, oh, we promoted him to the front office. When in reality, they basically just told him you can't fucking coach. I think you get rid of the get rid of Bowles, get rid of Leftwich, get fucking Arians back in there. Let's relight this fire. We still have time to come back in the season and, and make a run, but like it's gotta happen now. Like it has to happen now. How the fuck those guys still have a job make no absolutely no sense to me. You're muted, Zach. Oh, this is me off as it'd be like a one possession game and you'd like they would do the courtesy, like show the head coach on the sideline and Bowles is just sitting there like stale face just like staring off at this I'm like dude what the fuck is going on he has on? no like urgency or like will like no fire under him He's how do like, we not call that timeout at the end of the game how do yeah, we not call that timeout in the fourth quarter you create like a 
30-yard pass. Dude, you have three timeouts. You're not going to use them. You're, you you pulled a Jeff Saturday. Or I, I should say Jeff Saturday followed in your fucking steps because he was like, oh, I guess we'll save our three timeouts for next week. Yeah, but what, what are you doing, the, dude? What about, or also, what about the punt? Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Bro, and, he goes, and in, in the interview, he goes, well, you know, we didn't want to risk a, a chance of Brady throwing an interception. Tom Brady has not thrown a pick in an overtime game, and I think it was like what the last last like sixteen years or something like that. Last fourteen seasons. Yeah, he just doesn't. Like what? He doesn't throw picks, bro. He's not gonna throw a fucking pick. Yeah, and and I would rather I would rather the ball be in my in the face of my franchise in his hands than punting and and throwing it on my defense. Yeah, that's another crazy thing is they were looking at them and they're like, oh well, I'm afraid of my you know seven time winning Super Bowl quarterback throwing an interception not being good in crunch time yeah you know not like he has the most fourth quarter come from behind victories ever oh sorry i didn't trust that guy oh oh who are you gonna trust though your rookie punter to kick a touchback which by the way i don't blame him like punters i'm not mad at the punter it's not his. it wasn't his choice to go out there and punt yeah but like oh dude so infuriating but Dude, I also I've been seeing a bunch of memes that are like Jacoby Brissett, like he's honestly been playing well, even though this was his last week starting. Yeah, it is. Um, it's the Watson special coming to a town near you. Uh, what's next for oh, both the of these memes teams? have been so good, dude. Oh, yeah. Let's see what's next for both of these teams. Um, I believe Cleveland's right at Texans, which is Deshaun Watson's first game back against his home team in which he was uh, – Getting multiple massages. Go figure. Um, by the way, that that deserves a little reporting. Do you think they decided on that eleven game mark? Because oh, absolutely, yes. Yeah, yeah, right. Absolutely, they knew one hundred percent what they were doing when they added that one extra game into the suspension. Yeah, and the Bucks are playing the Saints, and let's face it, the Bucks somehow can't beat the fucking Saints at anything. Yeah, uh, except for the one time this year, I guess. But yeah, that's a joke. Also, Bucks might not even have Tristan Worse. Worse. Um, no, he's out. Time. I'm pretty sure he's out this weekend. I'm pretty sure it was already announced. Yeah, yeah, he may be out. They're fucked. Um, let's be honest, dude. So. It's hard to be Bucks. Just give us Lamar, please, yeah. please. This next game, um, a little more interesting. We had the Cincinnati Bengals taking on the Tennessee Titans in the Music City. Um, since he pulled out the win. 20 to 16. Tannehill led all passers with 291 yards. Smudge Piran played decently, decently well, 58 rushing yards. And T. Higgins was the receiving leader with 114 yards. And Joe Burrow was only sacked one time. That's a win if you're a Bengals fan. Hey, win, win's a win. Um, shout out T. Higgins, by the way. Um, I don't know why, but he's just that guy. Always is that guy. Dude, who was um, it? I think it was Casey that said it. If, if- T. Higgins was the receiver one. He'd be putting up same numbers as Jamar Chase. He just doesn't get the same looks. Interesting. T. Higgins is a dog, dude. He was gross at Clemson. Interesting. I don't know if I'd go that far, though. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, if but I'd he say. could be a wide receiver one somewhere. No, he would be a wide receiver one for a lot of teams, but I'm not I'm not going to sit here and say that he is. It's a very dumb question. Jamar Chase hurt? Um, Is he still dealing with that? Yeah, he didn't, yeah. He didn't get, get a single catch. Yeah, I think he's still dealing with that hip pointer injury um, that got hurt against the Panthers, wasn't it? No, 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 no. That was in the Bucks. He got hurt the game we were at. Um, 
what was it? it wasn't Hooters following your fight? Where did, where did we go? Oh, Wayhouse. Wait, no, what? Where did we go the next day? I know what you're talking about. It was like a wing place. Was it? Yeah. Was it Alehouse? No. No, it was Miller's. It was Miller's. Yeah, Miller's Alehouse. Yeah. yeah, it was Miller's. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm yeah. not tripping. Yeah, because yeah, I remember we were sitting there, and I watched him get hurt, and I watched us lose to the Panthers, and I was like, I'm going to kill myself. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. That was bad. Anyway, yeah, he's dealing with his injury. Um, look. Derrick Henry is that guy. I ended up trading him to. Dude, I told you, you, yeah, I told you, I told you, I told. Yeah, you. but uh, I ended up getting Josh Jacobs. So did I really lose? You won that. You won that. No, I didn't get Josh Jacobs from him, but I ended up getting uh, Josh Jacobs through my other trades. So like, I ended up like balancing out my like debacle of. Dude, Josh Jacobs is that guy, bro. Yeah, good God. Power. Yeah, I don't. I don't um, really got much to say on this game either. I think it just uh. Yeah, I didn't watch it or anything or even, like, hear much about it. Yeah, um, the only big thing is the Bengals' right tackle, Leo Collins, uh, went down in that game. Um, he's a huge part of their line. So the fact that you said they only got one sack, I can promise you there's going to be sacks in Joe Burrow's future. I just pray that his kneecaps will be able to um, stay connected to his body. Um, as for the Titans, um, only one injury there. They played pretty well. Uh, what's next for these two teams? Cincinnati uh, will play Kansas City next week. Good luck, and the Titans will play Philly. Good luck. No, um, there's an L for both of them. They'll be seven five. Yep, more than likely. I'm not a doubt in my mind. Now this next game is really weird because, um, well, first off, it's the Houston Texans, and they went down to Miami played the Dolphins. Now look, final score of this game was thirty to fifteen, but that was very misleading because it was thirty it was to thirty 15. zero a half. Yeah, it was thirty nil a half. Um, it was just an straight ass whooping um by the way i gotta say it tua is that guy um yeah, i don't know if, i don't know if you heard that report uh or that interview where Tua asked and they're like what like really changed from like last year to this year and he was like well you know i had that whole thing with uh bowls where like i got sat because i wasn't playing well and i just really was down on myself and i'd wake up in the mirror and i'd look at myself and i'd be like do i suck and i just i i didn't know how to answer that and he's like and I remember when Mike Daniels showed up for his first day, he made me sit down and watch a 700, um, 700 play highlight film of myself and told me how amazing I was. And then I realized that I was, the, he, I, he realized he was him. So yeah, then he comes out. Yeah. By the way, that's how you be a fucking head coach. Yeah. Um, that's how you lead your players. You inspire them. You show them who the top dog is. And Tua really is him. He really balled out. 299 passing yards. Really love these guys. Look, I know, I don't know what happened after halftime because I'm gonna be honest, I turned the game off. It was 30 nothing. Who gives a shit after that point? Um, I don't know why the Texans bench Davis Mills because Kyle Long is not any better. Davis Mills could at least Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen? Yeah. But who is he? Kyle Allen. Yeah. No, you said Kyle. You said Kyle something else. Oh, Kyle Long. Kyle Long. I don't know why. Yeah, Kyle Allen. Anyway, um, dude, I don't know why you take out Davis Mills. I don't know why you bench him. Your team already sucks. Might as well let him ride out. That way, he can prove to be a decent backup in years to come. Maybe trade him for some draft capital if teams need a backup somewhere. I promise you, teams still do it because I saw Chase Daniels earn $42 million over his goddamn career. And I watched Luke McCown play for 85 teams through my lifetime. 
shout and out Luke Ryan Brown. Fitzpatrick too. Ryan Fitzpatrick went to Harvard. So shout him out. Yeah, Harvard. you know, fuck yeah, Harvard. Harvard, baby. Anthony Nelson. Tony Ferguson. <laughs> but yeah, dude. Hold on, uh, hold on I'm think running, bringing Tyreek Hill in really blessed to as well. Yes. Um, he didn't have the game I needed him to have my fantasy, but I mean, he's still doing well. And I, I think that the Dolphins are, are pretty legitimate, man. I really do. And the Texans are just the Texans. They fucking suck. Yeah. You know who else sucks? The Chicago Bears. Yeah, Trevor Simeon. Yeah, um, I'm gonna be honest. The Bears robbed us. I thought we were getting a Nathan Peterman game. Yeah, I know. What the fuck was that? Did they explain yeah, why? Bullshit. Um, no, they just went with Simeon because um, fuck them. Like, okay, here, here's what people need to understand. Here's what people need to understand. If you know you're gonna lose a game and you know you're not a good team, why not have? the mean quarterbacks yeah that the the fans want the fans want yeah give me give me my trace mcsorley's yeah give me my nathan peterman's and give give me me my my ben deducci's yeah give me my the fact that ben deducci is not on the roster right now yeah what the fuck because by the way ben deducci's tiktok money yeah, Ben DiNucci's the boy. He's the boy for He's sure. He's the boy. Um, by the way, Bucks, sign throw God just for the memes. Um, I would literally laugh my ass off every week if he came out with a hype video for the Bucks, just like saying some dumbass shit about the players. I, I would love that nothing more. Um, besides that, yeah, this game was shit. This is why we're just memeing it because I want to see some meme action. Um, it was Mike White's second breakout game. The return of Mike Jesus. Yeah, um, do you think he's their guy now? I mean, I guess. Because Zach I mean, Wilson, dude, all right, also, all the memes of Zach Wilson, like Luke Skywalker, Zach, or like whatever, like him on the sideline. No, he's not. No, this kid still sucks. I don't care how pissed off he is. He's not going to go out there and start hooping. He's terrible. He's been terrible. Like, I don't, like, shut the fuck up. Like, no, he's not. Here's my, there's no revenge game. No, he's done. He had so many times to prove it, and he sucks. Here's my problem. Here's my problem. The fact that they were so quick to just be like, oh, yeah, we uh, spent a second round draft or a second overall pick on this guy. Yeah, we're going to bench him. We're not, we're not even going to see if, like, we can even, like, try to fix him anyway. Like, like here's the thing. People people were saying that, like, oh, no, they just took, like, the tour route where they benched him some games. And then, you know, then they brought him back and he was better this year. I'm like, no. That's not what happened to Tua. What happened is, is – t- uh, Brian Flores benched to his ass, and then Mike Daniels showed up and was like, nah, Tua, you're that guy. Get back in here. Salah was more like, we wasted a pick on you. Uh, you suck. <laughs> Sit the bench. Um, that's, but, yeah. That's that, yeah, thank you. But that's kind of how it went down. Look, do I think he should have been playing anyway? No. Um, he's not. He's just not the answer. I've, and it obviously he, at you. this point, Zach, you have to wonder if it's a – if it's a uh a behind closed doors issue as well. I like, think there's something like that we don't see that's going on because I mean, dude, um, you're the number two pick for them. Like you were their franchise quarterback. They, they should be like doing every, like even the bears are trying everything they can to keep field to make it better. You think they do the same for him. And the only other thing I want to announce is I know that the NFL, like in season hard knocks is dropping jets or something. Right. Something like that. That'll be interesting. There's something dropping soon with the with the giant with the Jets. 
and it's their head coach. What's his name? Um, Robert Salah. Yeah, and he's like, we need to draft Jermaine Johnson. Like, like if Josh Allen runs out of the pocket, this man can catch him. And then it just instantly transitions to Josh Allen running out of the pocket and Jermaine Johnson getting him. That's pretty fine. hard. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. hard. Well, yeah, I, I mean, when when it's supposed to be uh, when it's supposed to be your franchise player, dude, you just think that it's kind of weird to bench him this quick. You, like you're not like I, I don't know. It, there's got to be another thing going on. Yeah, um, I don't know, man. It it's such a weird situation. I don't really know. Um, so apparently, from what I'm re- reading, they had Simeon and Peterman warming up, and then they just decided they were like, Bap, "I guess Simeon threw better in warm ups. Let's just roll with him." Like, okay. Like, that was a good choice. But, like, dude, no one gives a shit about Simeon. At least if you were going to lose 31 to 10, I'd like to see Nathan Peterman get, like, yeah, a rush. Like, exactly. I'd like to slam a beer to Nathan Peter- for Nathan Peterman. Hell, yeah. Um, and I think we all know if Peterman would have won that game, the memes following that would have been, been spectacular. Funny. Spectacular. Funny. It would have it it shown that John Gruden clip where he was like, dude, Nathan Peterman, this guy, this guy, this guy's the answer. Hey, listen, Derek Carr's got a great arm, man. But if I have to pick my MVP, I'm going with Johnny Football, man. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Jesus Christ. Some questionable hot takes over the years. Um, this next game, I don't really have anything at all to say about it at all, other than that uh, Heineke is that fucking boy, and they need to rock with him. I don't, I don't think there's even an argument. Like, just keep him. People love him. He's building culture. He's winning games. Like, yeah, he doesn't blow teams out, but he doesn't lose you guys' games either. He's a dog, and I like dogs. You know, Washington beat the Falcons 19-13. to Washington 7-5, dude. Nope. I mean, hey, the way I look at it, I look at this as another meme team. Um, You look at Heineke, spent a stint in the XFL, went back to college and slept on his sister's couch just to finish his career at, what, Old Dominion? Uh, Dude is just a gamer. Gets a call one day, and they're like, hey, you want to come back and play football for the Redskins before we turn into the Commanders? Oh, yeah, and, and by the way, uh, it's in six days, and you're playing Tom Brady in the first round of the playoffs. Yes, and then um, you're going to take him down to the last drive and um, almost win the game, but Tom Brady's Tom Brady's win the Super Bowl, and you're going to kind of, like, just deal with it. Yes. All right. Really? Guess what? Here's a contract extension. There you go, buddy. Um, also, is it too soon to say I want to see Desmond Ritter uh, play? Yes, and the only reason I say that is it's not a knock on Ritter. It's more of I think Arthur Smith is the epitome of just a brain-dead coordinator. Um, dude got Cordell back um, for his offense as a running back. Really really an all-around weapon, and he was like, why not use Tyler Algier, though? Why not use Huntley? Why not use seven running backs instead of just sticking to our best running back? I don't know. Oh, by the way, we have we drafted – Drake London. Oh, we have Kyle Pitts. Oh shit. Let's not throw the ball. Well, Peter. Pitts is out. Pitts is out. Well, now Pitts is out, but before it's like, oh, let's yeah. just not. Well, the thing so, is, is with Pitts being out, you'd be like, oh, they're gonna abuse Drake London. Well, he had two catches for 29 yards. Nice. By the way, um, Atlanta is a half game back of Tampa for the NFC uh stop. By the way, uh Every team in that division is under 500. Just so we should let everyone know um, just how bad that is. Um, whereas the commanders are seven and five and sit in dead last uh, in their division. So 
Imagine being over 500 and being last. Couldn't be me. Um, yeah, so anyway. let's, go to a, let's go to a game where, in which I feel like we have a lot more talking points. In which the Let's Ride Broncos lost to the Carolina Panthers 23-10. to First of all, Sam Darnold, great game. 11 for 19, 164 yards, touchdown, uh, no sacks, no picks. Great game from Sam Darnold. Still don't think he's like their guy. I think they need to either work Matt, get Matt Crow back to be healthy or let PJ Walker do it. I just don't think Darnold's that guy. I think Darnold's kind of a permanent backup where he can give you like one or two great games, but he's not a longevity. He's not going to give you like a good season. But dude, how fucking pissed off are you if you are, uh, if you, you're the Broncos right now or you're a Broncos fan? I mean, it, you saw the clip. Yeah. to see it of a defensive lineman. I think he's D tackle running off the field, like when the offense goes on, and Russ says something to him and he blows up in Russ's face. Like, blows the fuck up. Um, also, I want to let you know that this was Russell's, I think, eighth touchdown. So he still has four more to have the same amount of bathrooms in his house. Yes. Fun fact. Um, don't know if he's going to get it, to be honest, because let's be real. He is fucking dog shit. Yeah, dude, I've never seen more people in my life go from like respecting and loving this guy as like a human being and a quarterback to the moment he stops performing well, he's a cornball, he sucks, he's shit. Like people hate him, bro. Like, dude, dude my entire after I can tell you what time the Broncos game is on without watching any games because my Twitter feed just turns into Russell Wilson and it just turns yes. into uncooked food on a plate and it's like. Russ cooking. Oh my god. Um but listen, which, but yeah, going on that, do you blame the D lineman? I don't remember his name. Do you blame him for, for doing that? No, because there was a stat this year saying if the Broncos had scored 18 points in every game they played this year, they would be like like what 10 and 2? Like what? Dude, or, that's what I was talking to my dad. Nine and I was two? Like, bro, they are the best defense in the NFL, and he can't help him out at all. He gave him one fucking touchdown. He gave him Sucks, one dude. touchdown. You got outplayed by Sam Darnold, who had to be benched behind Baker. And I'm hearing, and I'm hearing the reason they got rid of Melvin Gordon because Melvin was, like, talking shit to Russ, and Russ didn't like it. Well, whatever the reasoning was, um, I, they're – they're screwed because yeah, you, you can't you, you can't let him walk. To stay with him, yeah. You literally have to keep him. Yeah, you can't let this man walk. Man, who's the backup? Don't even know. I could not tell you. Let me. Uh, actually, you know what? Now that you said that, now that you said that, let me look at the depth chart. Brett Ripon. So you're fucked. Yeah, let me let me pull up this guy. This guy went to Boise State. Brett Ripon, man, fuck. 225 yards, one pick, 36.3 QBR. Holy yeah. shit. Yeah, I don't even know what to say on what to do if you're the – like you have everything you need. Like like all last year, they were saying, all we need is quarterback. All we, it's like literally like fucking Wisconsin, bro. It's like all we need is quarterback. All we need is quarterback. They get a quarterback, and he sucks. And he sucks. The defense yeah. is gross. The best defense in the NFL, in my opinion. But – it doesn't matter when you're scoring 10 points a fucking game. Like, yeah, you, the defense is going to eventually get scored on. They're playing in the NFL. Yeah, dude. I, I don't know, dude. It, I don't know what they can do. 
other than obviously you have to let Nathaniel Hackett go. I think he's a shithead coach. He obviously so isn't helping out at all. Um, I think some of the blame does fall on him, but dude, do we really believe that Russ has fallen off this hard since Seattle or was Pete Carroll just that fucking guy? Yeah. So Richard Sherman was saying that like Pete just knew how to use him, and Pete knew him psychologically as well. Like he knew when Russ was upset. He knew how he knew what to do to get Russ back into rhythm. Like, I don't think Hackett, that's his name, right? I don't, think, I don't think Hackett has a good relationship with Russ. And I think Russ doesn't have a good relationship with his team around him versus in Seattle. They all kind of like, I'm not saying they fucked with Russ. Like they weren't boys with him, but they respected him and they trusted him. This team doesn't trust him. You know, the defense is having to overplay because they're scared that they had need, they needed to get a shutout to win. You should never have that much pressure on the defense. Yeah, not at all. Um, yeah, you can just see the way they play, too. Like, Russ just doesn't look comfortable in the pocket. He just doesn't look like he's able to, like, do anything out there. Well, like, and it, and it's, the receivers don't even, like, they, they're not – no one's playing for Russ. No one's like, yes, we're going to do – like, no one gives a fuck. They're playing their bare minimum, and Russ is just playing like shit. Yeah, facts. Uh, moving on from that game. This game was a shocker. The Jacksonville Jaguars pulling off the win at home versus the Baltimore Ravens, 28-27. Shout out Big Balls, Doug Peterson. for Big going. nut sack Dougie, bro. Yeah, bro. Just going for it. Two-point immersion at the end of the game. You say, fuck it. We're winning it. We don't give a shit. Dude, and probably- by the way, I would, I wanted him to. I, I was watching it, and I was like, bro, please don't. You have so much momentum right now. Like, you have to. This is the fourth will- game this year where the Ravens have had, like, a crazy lead and blew it. Yeah, I will say this. I low-key wanted Justin Tucker to make that 67-yarder. I wanted him to make it so bad. Yeah. Dude, give him two more, and he, he makes it. Yeah. Like, that dude. dude has a fucking cannon. The fact that he was so accurate with it, too, and the fact that it literally – six inches further, it's in. Yeah. Holy shit, dude. That's just crazy to me. Um, He's look, a first-time Hall of Famer, bro, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, easily. Um, let, Let's call it out as – Dougie P is that guy, Urban Meyer. Um, go hook up with college students, I guess. I don't really know what to tell you because you're not you're not him. Um, Dougie Trevor P. Lawrence also. Trevor Lawrence also, now that he's a real coach, is showing his true potential. Yes, 100%. I think that, that's what I was kind of like leading into is um, he was the guy to call when it came to like raising that his like nurture, his little quarterback prodigy. You know, when they needed a guy to breastfeed his little baby. Dougie P whipped out the titty. Dougie P and, whipped it out. Yeah, with Dougie no P. No pump either. No pump. He went straight nip. Yeah, <laughs> he went straight nip. Straight nip, just all the way leading the team. You know, if there's a guy you need to call on to breastfeed your child. You're calling Doug Peterson. That's just um, that's who it is. Lamar, come to Tampa, bro. Please, like, yeah, bro. it's already there. Look at it. We'll block this. Come to Tampa, dude. Please. Yeah, I, mean, I want Lamar to come to Tampa. So he bad. already he already flooded it. So like, yeah, exactly, bro. You already from Florida, and I know the weather is way better here than it is in Maryland. Yeah, Maryland. <laughs> Goddamn Maryland, bro. Is that where the Ravens play? It's Baltimore. Oh yeah, Baltimore. <laughs> that was stupid. That was dumb. We're gonna clip that. We're gonna clip that. That was fucking stupid. Holy shit. Um, in other news, places you might not have known were actually where they are. Um. Washington is in fact in DC. Um, anyway, moving on from that, our next game that kind of stumped me for a while. That's gonna bother me. Wow, that was hilarious. 
Arizona taking on the Chargers. Not as dumb, but equally as stupid. Um, something is definitely wrong um, with both the Cardinals and the Chargers because this game was just weird as hell. Just really just piss poor. Um, similarly to the Jaguars game, you know, we had them going for two at the end and getting it. Shout out them. Big balls, John Staley. I think that's his name. Brandon Staley. Sorry. Is what it is. I'm tired of Look. Herbert. Hey, I'm tired of people saying Herbert sucks. It's not his fault. It's not his fault. Herbert's good yeah. as fuck. They you made wanna... him into a check down yeah, machine let... because of play calls. Let, let's talk about this real quick. Well, I got something to say loss... about both of these teams. In their losses, 27 points given up, 38 points given up, 37 points given up, 22 points given up, 30 points given up. Those are all their losses. That cap cannot be given up that amount of points and expected to win. It doesn't work like that. Um, now, look, I'll even say Herbert's not going to play perfect, but he plays like similarly to Josh Allen, like just has his bad games here and there. That's all it is. I just I, think the coach uh, for the Chargers needs to get fired. You have everything you need. Like, you have a top five talented team. You have a quarterback, running back, amazing receivers, good defense. You have everything. And somehow you're six and five. Like, barely six and five, too. Yeah. Wow. Goddamn. I mean, for the Cardinals, you know, you got Hopkins back. You have all your weapons. Um, I don't know if James Conner played, did he? I think he <laughs> yeah, he balled out. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dude, you had there, dude. I just don't think Cliff Kingsbury is the answer. I really okay, don't. So this is where I, I this is where I was I was excited to, to go on. First and foremost, first and foremost, don't think Cliff Kingsbury is that good of a coach. He never broke seven and five at Texas Tech. Got fired. Got fired from Texas Tech. Then hired as the USC offensive coordinator. Then hired as the head coach for the Cardinals. And then you know he's an offensive mastermind. That is a fact. That's not an argument. Then they give him Kyler. Well, I don't think it's that good either. And then they start sucking. And then Kyler goes into the press conference and basically just starts shit-talking Kingsbury. Like, we were schematically fucked. First and foremost, first and foremost, Kyler, this dude did everything in his fucking mother's name to get you a bag to stay there. So to shit-talk him publicly makes you a coward of man. Okay? Do I think he's, he's helping you? Absolutely not. Do I think you're helping him? Absolutely not. But that's a conversation that two grown-ass men have together in the locker room or in the office. But to go out there and publicly say that, no, that's the same shit as, as Zach Wilson saying it wasn't his fault they lost. I'm sorry. I, I, I think as a quarterback, you're supposed to take – you take the blame always. That's part yeah. of your job. Yeah, 100%. Couldn't agree more. Um, there's a really weird scenario going on there. I wouldn't be surprised um, if they did part ways. Another thing is – Cliff is an offensive guru, but I also, you know, we touched on it in previous pods. I just don't think Kyler is that high of an IQ quarterback to like really read a defense and be able to go through his one through four reads and be able to diagnose plays breaking down. I think personally, I think the Panthers, I think the uh, Cardinals are doing what the Panthers did with Cam Newton his first two years. They didn't trust him to make all four reads. So what did they do? They cut the field in half. They ran the same route concept on two sides. They said, I see the Mike. ID the Mike linebacker, see where 
the least amount of defenders are on each side of the field and you're going to break down that route tree and you're going to go one, two, not there. Guess what? Run the fucking ball. That is what you're going to do. And, yeah, and I think, I think the other thing with it too, Zach is like, I don't think Kingsbury is a great coach. I'm not saying that, but I think Kyler's low key making him look shittier because he's having to do more versus where like, if you give a quarterback with a high IQ, he's like, all right, this is what we're going to give you. Obviously, you know, you read this, you read that, you read this. You see this in the defense, you make an adjustment. Like, Kyler doesn't make adjustments, and it, it gets fucked all the time. And that's not on Kingsbury. That's on Kyler. That's on Kyler in, in the pocket or, or right before the play calls. Read it. He doesn't read the defense. You know, and this forces Kingsbury to have to make, like, dumb down the play calling a little and, like, also, like, gives him more pressure because it's like, fuck, dude, I can't, make my, I can't make my high IQ offense that I got hired for as high IQ because Kyler can't make the fucking plays, and he can't read the fucking plays. And on top of this, he proved to Kyler how fucking hard it was when he let Kyler call the plays in the fourth quarter in the preseason games, and they didn't score a fucking point. Yeah. That is so bad, because, like, the fact that he literally essentially told him without exposing him to the world, he was like, here's a play sheet. He's like, go yeah, for you it. you do it. Yeah, he said, you fucking do it. Yeah. And then I guarantee you he went up to Kyler, he's like, oh, well, uh, you know, he's not me, though. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah you know, I would have walked up to Kyler and be like, you done fucking questioning me? You're going to let me yeah. start doing my fucking job? Yeah, facts. Um, speaking of making plays, you know who made some fucking plays this weekend? Josh Jacobs. This man single-handedly winning me fantasy football games as the Las Vegas Raiders pull off the overtime win over the Seattle Seahawks. Dude, I'm 12 and 0 in 40. my 32 man fantasy league in three weeks now in the season. I was supposed to lose, and Josh Jacobs has won it for me single-handedly. Yeah, I think he has like three or four games this season dropping over 30 points. Um. And, you know, it's truthfully sad because Josh McDaniels has completely ruined this team for me. Yeah. Um, but you know what's weird about his offensive run scheme? He allows his running backs to make plays. Like, he doesn't design run concepts the way you normally do. Um, I don't know the proper terminology, but the way he kind of runs his plays is he will purposely match it up to where Josh Jacobs will 100% have to meet a linebacker or a safety or a corner on the outside one-on-one. But guess what? If he beats that one man, eight to 12 yards or even more. And Jacobs does it every time, every time. And that's why it works so well. And that's why he's such a good running back this year is because we kind of saw it in years past with the Patriots run games. Like, Oh, any running back they had Damien Harris, Manje, like it was kind of just like, Oh, here's the ball. Beat your one guy and you will gain five to six yards to carry every time. Like it'll be straight. Dude, um, imagine if Gruden had this team. Imagine with Devontae Adams. I mean, Josh Jacobs is Gruden's guy. Yep. I think their offense would be so – I think they'd be a way better team. A way better team. Also, Geno Smith, not that bad at football, man. So not that bad. Not that bad at football. Dude, dude I'm so happy for him. If, like, you just look. He has been the most unlucky quarterback, like, ever. And the more, the more like, we memed him for it, like, the more we memed him for that, you know, they wrote me off, but now I ain't right back. It has become the most true statement yeah. of all time. Like, he is balling this year. He's a top 10 fantasy quarterback. He's getting it done for them. Pete Carroll trusts him. You know, they traded for uh, Drew Locke, and he was like, nah. He's like, this is my team. And the, they trust him. They love him. Dude, he's like, not bad. He's not bad. At all. Um, dude, he put up 34, and they lost. Like, come on, dude. Like, come on. Uh, now, that's not his fault. Personally, you know, if you were to ask me, you let up Josh Jacobs have 300 total yards of offense. That's literally insane. By the way, 
another thing about Josh Jacobs real quick. You know how people talk about like, oh, you know, you should play your best football when it's your contract year. Or you should be playing your best football when like you need the money. Raiders don't franchise tag him. Say, this is your pretty much your last year. You're going to walk. And what does he do? Best football of his entire life. Balls out. <clears throat> pretty much tells the Raiders, go fuck yourself. I'm going to be the best running back for another team. And you can watch me do it while I win you games. I think it also, so way, I think it also helps him that their passing game sucks dick. I think that also helps him a lot. I don't know how though. Devontae Adams gets like 200 yards a game because Derek Carr only looks at him because they like yeah, almost died only, in the car crash He didn't together. play that well this game. He only had seven touches for 74 yards, no touchdowns. I mean, it's not bad, but I just think that's why Josh Jacobs does so well too is like there's the threat of the receivers that they have, but they don't not actually good. So they can just abuse Josh Jacobs. Yeah. That makes any sense whatsoever. I mean, yeah, Josh Jacobs also literally looking like a mini beast mode out there. Like Dude, he runs cannot... hard. Like it's Edge it's enjoyable it. to watch him run. He does not take plays off. Yeah, ever. Um, I remember there was a lot of a uh, controversy when he came to the NFL because he wasn't like a true starting one for Alabama. He was in a rotation, and Gruden was like, "We like that because we know his skills there. He doesn't even prove us his skill, but he's got half the hits that a normal guy took in college." And yeah, it's showing. You know, it's showing. Yeah, he can really take. The abuse um and he doesn't mind it either you know he's he's a one through he's a three down back you know any play you need him in he can catch the ball too he can pass block he can do anything you need him to do um a real a real gruden grinder you feel gruden grinder yeah just a, just that guy moving on from that um i don't have my i i'm gonna be honest I was out to dinner with my family during the yeah, Kansas i mean all i gotta say about this game is isaiah pacheco is a fucking dog great addition to their team i think he's a, a great running back for them and he can be utilized very well um travis kelsey still that guy will always be that guy forever that guy patty did not have that good of a game man he only got me 18 points of fantasy did not yeah, have, um did not have that good of a game it's just one of those games where like you're ahead early and like the other team doesn't pose much of a threat so like you really don't have to do anything um and also i think mcveigh is just such a great coach that he knows how to he knows how to limit but not completely like stop like because it's it's impossible to stop one of the greatest tight end quarterback combos we've ever seen um it there's not much you can do um you know they tried los angeles just isn't that team this year they kind of need to go into a rebuild it is what it is um but, but yeah my thing too is like why the fuck aren't they using cam Akers at all get eight touches Dude, they just they don't use them at all um i don't know why um personally from what i've seen from all the film that i've seen across my feed he's not good in pass blocking schemes and mcveigh doesn't like that because mcveigh needs to be able to have you on the field to disguise you being like hey can we use you as an extra blocker and send our tight end out on routes or is every time you're on the field are we going to have to keep our tight end there or only run 10-man personnel because we can't trust you to Yo, block but, uh, shouldn't mcveigh notice notice that when he um drafted him I mean, yes, but at the same time, I feel like that's more on – Yeah, my belief is, is you have to be able to do a little bit of everything. Yes, I still believe coaches need to be able to assess your strengths and weaknesses and be able to use you properly. But if you just can't flat out pass block at all, like that's kind of one of the – Bro, I don't think Cam Akers is that dog shit at pass blocking. Dude, 
he literally like runs away from defenders. Bro, they could like, be utilized just, to get so much better. They could. I just think, you know, here's another problem. I don't think he's that much better than Daryl Henderson to the point where they're like, oh, well, you know, you are like kind of in the same Henderson's tier of hurt, like, bro. Who's their backup then? It was him and Kyron Williams were the only people to play that ran. And they shared like 15 well, carries the whole game. Well, that's bad. That's bad coaching. That's bad coaching. Well, if they thought the other guy could run block or pass block, I mean, then they were like, He's hey, five nine, the other guy. He probably stood in front of people. I'm I'm just saying. That's I don't what care. I, I just want I just think Cam Akers is I think Cam Akers is extremely talented and isn't getting able isn't being able to show it off. Fair enough. Um hopefully he can show it at some point. It just surely probably won't be under McVay. Moving on to our last two games, or three, excuse me. I forgot I'm on a night game. But our last two, we had the 49ers taking on the New Orleans Saints, another game that I just – I didn't give a fuck about it. Andy Dalton yeah. fucked my fantasy, which – I have Chris Olave, which fucked my fantasy. Yeah, super just buns football. Um, Jimmy yeah. G is, like, the greatest worst quarterback ever. Yeah, Probably the greatest game manager of all time. Um, Dude, it's crazy people, how you have their offense and you, you look at, like, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, Debo, and they're putting 13 fucking points up. Like, what? Yeah, like, what are you doing? That is might I mean, be the most diverse offense in the NFL and you're putting 13 fucking points up. I get why they wanted to move to Trey Lance, but you can't manage a game. Like Jimmy G. I don't think Trey Lance is better than Jimmy G. No, no, no. That's why I'm saying you can't yeah. manage a game like Jimmy G can. And yeah, Jimmy G's like, not going to lose you any games, but he's not going to be the deciding factor ever. Like, if it comes down to him, you're fucked. Yeah, that's just how it's going to be. Um, I, I, I view him in the same realm as, like, see, now I can't say this because I at least think Kirk Cousins can make plays. But the problem Kirk is – Kirk Cousins like, has won them a game or two. That, no, that's why I'm saying I can't put them in the same category because at least Kirk Cousins can make plays, but I don't think Jimmy G can. Like, I'm not going to expect Jimmy fucking G to roll out of the pocket and make a throw on the run 30 yards down the field uh, in a perfect window. You know, Kirk will randomly at 1 p.m. be able to do that. At 1 p.m. Yeah, be able to do that. It's just how it is. You know, Jimmy is the same player Monday through Sunday night. It's just, you think it's time for the uh, Saints to bring Jameis back? I don't know. It's going to fuck me in fantasy, though, because I have Andy Dolan. Yeah, it, it's just really weird. That's a weird scenario. Um, I will say this. Jameis did have the dumbest comment I've ever heard. He goes, you know, it's like an unwritten rule in this league that, like, when you get hurt, you, have, you should have a chance to win your starting job back. I'm like, go tell that to Alex Smith, Drew Bledsoe, Tyrod Taylor, Gina, like, literally any quarterback where a rookie came in and took over, a la Tom Brady. Those players, they, they pretty much just told them, like, yeah, you're fucked, buddy. Sorry. Yeah, welcome to the big leagues, bro. There's billions of yep. dollars being moved around. Got to win. Yeah. Doesn't yep. matter Guess who what? you are. Yep. Guess what? I mean, hey, if Cooper Rush would have made maybe two more plays, maybe Coop would still be out there. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But, yeah, I digress. Nothing really to talk about in that game. Chris Olave continues to prove why Ohio State wide receivers make up wide receiver university. Um. Our next game, this one was interesting as hell. This was a lot closer than I thought. Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Green Bay Packers. This was in the city of brotherly love. Jalen Hurts broke the single-game rushing record for the Philadelphia Eagles for a quarterback. 
uh, rushing for 157 yards. Aaron Rodgers got hurt, which brought on the great Jordan Love, who was supposed to be the protege. He didn't play uh, bad. He went six for nine, 113 yards and a tutty. Yeah, not bad at all. Um, unfortunately, you ran into a red hot Eagles team that ain't gonna make a lot of mistakes, buddy. Um, Dude, yeah, Jalen back and forth game so all night. Fucking good. Dude, I love him. He is such like a He's so good at football. Yeah, so good at football. Great character. Got just all like all around. That's the guy you want to lead. And your you know team. what I think he does very well too that I don't think it's talked about a lot is he did. You, he doesn't have like a wide receiver one. He moves the ball around so well throughout his guys, and it just gets them more reps. And it also on defense makes it harder because he can literally throw to everyone. I mean, bro, in this game, one, two, three, four, five, six receivers, two with fourth catches, two with three, two with one. Like he's dishing it out to everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. Um, Miles Sanders is good too, bro. I agree. One of the things I told my brother is we were sitting down before the game. We were making uh, – some bets and he goes he was betting on anytime touchdown scores and um first time touchdown scores and i was like dude this is just one of those games where fucking Gainwell is going to get a rushing touchdown to start the game he goes dude i'm not throwing money on Gainwell. who scores the first touchdown of the game kenneth Gainwell. didn't he need christian watson yeah he needed it but i told him i was like dude i'm telling you i was like eagles are definitely scoring first the better team normally scores first and i was like and if you think about it if you want to break this down numbers wise, how often is the first touchdown a game like a 30, 40 yard touchdown? It's not. What it usually is, it's you you have a really solid, consistent drive that gets you all the way into the red zone. And then who ends up getting you your red zone touchdowns? Your red zone packages. That's where Gainwell comes in from Miles Sanders. This is where Goddard gets his looks. He's injured, I know, but I'm just saying, like in the past, this isn't where your AJ Browns take over or your Devontae Smiths. No, it's your bigger guys that get things done in the red zone. And that's why you have these weird projections for like guys getting the first time touchdowns or anytime touchdown scores. It's just how it is um, in this league. But yeah, other than that, great game. Uh, Packers fall to four and eight. So they're actually worse than the Lions. Um, They're in last. Lions Um, are four and seven. It's the same fucking shit. Hey, not in the standings. Not in the standings. So I'm saying. You think uh, um, you think uh, A-Rod, A-Rod's gone? You think he's done? I think, I, think him and, I think him and Tom should just sign a deal with Fox or CBS and just do all the, the games in the booth. And make the same amount of money they're making now and just yeah. not get hit. And then, and then if the game is really shit, like what they should do is they should do Thursday night football. And then if the teams suck that bad, they just throw Tom and Aaron to play each other for the quarterback. Like they just throw I would I would watch that. I would watch yeah, that. Yeah, just randomly they can just like fantasy draft players like at any given time. Like if, if we're watching like the Bears and the Jets play and they're like, dude, this game sucks. So like, hey, oh, Tom, you you you're getting prep. It's like a celeb shot and they're and just a celeb shot, but like a whole quarter. Yeah, a whole quarter. Yeah, you get <laughs> we get a celebrity quarter. Yeah, we randomly just bring back Marshawn Lynch for no reason. Just like out of nowhere. But moving on from that, we have our that covers all of our Sunday night games. Let's go to our Monday night game. This one was interesting. Yeah, I did not watch. So before we go into this, I did not watch this game. I did have Jonathan Taylor, though. And he finally had a game where I wasn't, like, super pissed off at him, which was nice. Um, But all I kept seeing on social media was that Jeff Saturday, like, shit the bed at the end of the game or something. Or, like, what what, can you – Terrible clock. Yeah, what happened? I didn't know. I've been really fucking sick. So yesterday I slept all day, so I did not watch – I did not watch the game yesterday. Dude, they 
Okay, first of all, he kind of comes out with the comment after the game. He's like, oh, dude, I thought we had more time. I'm like, dude, you got to know. I'm like, you got to know this. You have three timeouts left. You can't bring those three timeouts in the next week. Just call the timeout. Like, you have same thing in the Buck situation. But, no, they're just like, nah. Like, we're just not going to call a timeout here. Like, I'm pretty sure it was, like, the last drive. Um, and I don't know. Something went down, though, where he just didn't use – because I'm in the same boat as he. Like, I started watching the game, and then I was, like, deadbeat from, from like, just, like, not wanting to do anything. I just drove back from – uh Tampa and I was like, dude, I'm not doing this. I'll try to find the whole debacle real yeah, quick. Yeah, I know. But... I, I just kept seeing it all on my Twitter today. But I mean, Taylor, 20 carries, 86 yards, and a touchdown. Um, he had two, two yeah. catches for 12 yards. Michael Pittman looked good, seven for 61 and a tutty. Matt Ryan didn't play terrible, 22 for 34, 200 yards, touchdown and a pick, three sacks for 19 yards. Oh, that's not good actually. Kenny Pickett, yeah, so... all right, you know, Blake Snell Jr. and Najee Harris had good games though. Yeah, so this is what pretty much happened. Benny Snell Jr., I'm sorry. That was very stupid. Okay, you get to the two-minute warning. It's fourth and three in your own 37, and you don't call your first timeout till there's 30 seconds left in the game. They got the fourth down, I'm assuming. Yeah, so this is how it went down. After converting, um, then Matt Ryan was sacked for a seven-yard loss. Timeout. Nope. That's what you should do, though. Oh, no, that's what you should do. Then scrambled for 14 yards on second down. Don't call a timeout. Now there's 59 seconds left in the game. Still didn't call a timeout. Slow approached it. Let the ball go all the way down the play clock. Run it again for no gain. So it's third and three. You're still at midfield, 30 seconds left. And then, oh, yeah, timeout. What? What? What's going on? What you do, and then they yeah, asked you know, like, what did you? They asked me like, what did you do? And he goes, Jeff Saturday says, "Oh, uh, I didn't feel like time was really of the essence." <laughs> that. Oh, my bad. Bless you. What does that even mean? Time wasn't of the essence. At it that means moment. he wasn't paying fucking attention. That's what it means. Hey, buddy, um, they literally stopped the fucking game to let <laughs> you know there's two minutes left. Yeah. They literally tell you it's not like in college where it's like, oh, you no, we just stop it after first downs. No, they literally stop the game and go, two-minute warning. Yeah. You yeah, by the way, guys, there's left. only two minutes left in the game. See that? Two minutes. We're giving you a full 60-second timeout. We're going to go to commercial break. But no, yeah. time is of the essence. Guess what? Time is of the essence here at Clocks on the Stove. We're going to wrap things up for you guys. Um, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for staying with us. Tomorrow. We have another episode coming out with you as we have some special guests that we will be bringing on. Big we will break ball down tomorrow. Oh, yeah. And as you know, tonight or technically yesterday when this pod drops, um, the college football playoff rankings will be dropped. Um, and if Florida State is not in the top 12, I will personally take a drive down to wherever the committee is being held and commit some heinous crimes. Other than that, I don't have much to say. On to next week. Oh, Good luck to all of our football. fantasy players interesting the playoffs. I think they have one to two weeks left. Two weeks left till playoffs, yeah. Yeah. Whatever your situation is. Oh, you is. didn't make it, you're done. No, I'm gonna I I have a chance to make it in one of in two of my leagues, but the other one, I am in second to last place. I am playing to not be bit be fantasy bitch. Because yeah. we haven't decided our penalty yet, but I'm afraid 
Damn, I was fantasy bitch last year. It's not yeah. fun. Yeah, because here's the thing, though. If I if I am fantasy bitch, I will say this. I'm going to be a man, and I'm going to do a fantasy punishment. Okay. I'm tired of people playing in leagues that brag about doing a punishment all year, and then when they are then when they come in last place, they're like, oh, no, I'm, I'm not going to do a punishment. Like, dude, fuck you. Be a man. You would expect your money to get paid. We're expecting you to be the bitch when you lose. Take it like a man. And uh, right before we get off, Baltimore is, in fact, in the state of Maryland. Yes. 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 